Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Season 7, episode 34. Shelley Bond, talking about insider art. It's a hell of a lineup, isn't it? But that means for today, we're just chilling out a little bit. Okay, we're just taking things a little bit steadier um, because we've got ourselves a whole bunch of um, bits and pieces that we can get into. Uh, we can certainly talk about um, some updates, which I'm going to run through. If our special guest decides to drop in, we'll be cutting to that and talking to our special guest. But that's if she decides to join us because it's uh, she's a bit of a night owl. She's a bit of a free spirit, and we'll see what uh, happen, uh, is happening. Daniel Betts is joining us. Hey, hey, into the blue, mister. Really looking forward to David Owen. Heavy Metal introduced me to Mobius. Me too. That's exactly the reason why I'm up for talking to him. Very much looking forward to it. At which point we've got this little banter that's going on. Michael P. is asking, Andrew English, uh, see you next year at uh, SDCC. Um, well, with no cons this year, I should be able to afford 2021. All he has to do now is just get a ticket. Exactly. That's uh, where we are. Uh, Dan Berry is asking Leonard no martini. Well, there's certainly no um, cider. I've been barred from that. I do have, because it is in the title of the podcast, my cup of tea. Um, it's a different blend to what I usually have um, in honor of the hopeful special guest, because she kind of insisted that I have this particular brand of tea. But we'll talk about that if she actually shows. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, could be a slightly shorter show. We'll see what we can do and see what we can cover. But it's all, all about your comments as well. Any comments, any questions on anything that we're going to talk about today, do let us know. Uh, because there's plenty to talk about. Um, we're going to dive in first with a couple of UK pieces of news first, uh, which I did post on my social media. So uh, certainly we can uh, bring it up on there. If I just uh, move out. Uh, there we go. Okay. I put, like I say, posted most most of these on my social media, so um, you can find them on the Facebook page, uh, on my Twitter. Uh, but um, we'll dive into uh, the first uh, big thing that kind of got announced, which was uh, Sean Harry from uh, Star Fury Conventions um, talked about a whole bunch, a whole roster of. Um, changes to the uh, the schedule he did it via a uh, a video which he uh, did live on uh, his facebook page um it's the first time he's done it uh, and he did a really good job of kind of really telling people what um was happening and what is happening with um with star fury star fury is a convention organizer which deals with a lot of uh, very much uh, photo ops and signatures he's, he's very much that kind of show and interactions with the guests and when he has the um, individual events based around individual ips individual shows um it's very much a case of um very much direct interaction with those particular shows which is the reason why i wanted to bring it up because um of the actual events that uh, he uh, organizes um a whole bunch of shows. Now, he did actually turn around and say that the reason why these have been postponed to these dates are not necessarily because he wants to do them. Um, it's not something that he feels necessarily comfortable with at this time, which I thought was a very interesting way of putting things. It was a very bold 
and ma manner of actually mentioning that uh, he, he wasn't necessarily keen on running the shows, but he felt that, oh, as from a business perspective, if the shows actually ran ahead, um, uh, were cancelled at this point, there would be a massive cancellation fee and um, insurance costs, and basically the things that we talk about when we've talked about cancelled shows here on the show in the recent weeks, especially when it comes to Repop, MCM, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. You make those cancellations way too early and uh, the venue themselves can really do their best to uh, hammer some nasty charges in your direction. So um, the events certainly that um, have been rescheduled now for the, uh, uh, for the, the end of the year, or well, certainly from at the back end of summer, July 10th and 12th, Star, Star Fury Survival. Um, now, this is um, for fans of the 100. Um, I think you'll notice a familiar theme with most of these events. So, for example, Star Fury 5 uh, in July 10th and 12th have been uh, 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 basically uh, moving that to the um, uh, new date in 2021. But... Um, Basically, it's a case of they have been told that they are technically scheduled to go ahead on July the 10th. Um, but Star Fury, like I say, it's uh, uh, Survival 5, it's for fans of the 100. Star Fury, the Highlanders, it's um, Outlander, uh, August 28th to the 30th. Um, he feels that there's a 50-50 chance of that event happening. In August, even he feels that's a little bit unsure. Uh, Crossroads 3, um, I'm trying to remember what uh, IP that's all about, um, but all of these shows are American shows. November the 6th to the 8th, 2020, Star Ferry Greendale. It's, um, of course, uh, the uh, uh, Riverdale show. Uh, Red Dragon 6, all your vampire shows. Um, basically, he's just doing all these events. Certainly in the 2021 point, that's fine, but they are all American shows. And that's where things get interesting because, of course, if you are looking at American shows, you're looking at American guests. And it's whether we will ever see international travel for Comic-Con, uh, for any kind of appearances, for red carpet stuff, for um, any kind of appearances. It's just going to be a very, very awkward scenario to think of anybody actually wanting to set foot on a plane responsibly uh, and how far that's going to go whether we're looking at the back end of this year into next summer who knows we're going to we're going to find out it's going to be awkward so do check out the facebook page all the listings are there but we're talking dates that are confirmed through to uh, june 2021 uh, so it's uh, he's definitely looking at his best to kind of get things organized it's just whether uh, he can and certainly those events uh, at the, uh, the beginning of that particular roster the July and August and October it's whether those can actually physically go ahead and at the end of the day when he has to cancel at the end of the day right now they are in the diary and they are in the diary for the venues so that's where things get interesting now then that's um, Star Fury. When it comes to events, however, that have been um, postponed, um, I then move on to uh, the next uh, company, uh, which uh, here in the UK organizing events. Um, we'll dive into a couple of comments as well, of course, um, but uh, bear with me a second. Let me just uh, bring this. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, uh, we've got a couple of comments coming in. 
Oh, hello. I was doing it there. Sorry about that. Uh, let me just put that there. There you go. Um, Andrew English with UK now saying international visitors have to have two weeks quarantine when arrive. Can't see American guests arriving. Correct. Uh, we've yet to find out when that is actually going to be lifted. Uh, what that's actually going to, uh, you know, what they're actually going to do with that, we have no clue. But international guests, it's going to be very difficult to actually get them scheduled to come to international cons, either in the States uh, coming from Europe um, or from anywhere in the world to uh, America, or even within America, actually going from east to west coast. That's going to be awkward to get people on a plane uh, to comfortably have that happen. So it's going to be very curious to see how that's going to go ahead. Uh, and one more comment, uh, Michael P. I only want drama on TVs and the movies on the stage, not our Comic-Cons. Understandable, understandable. Right, um, we were going to dive in very quickly with our next piece of uh, story. Oh, hello, second. We've got a, a, a message there. Let me just get rid of that. Uh, right. Uh, actually, it's rather relevant to uh, what we're going to talk about next, because that was a message from Rachel Smith, uh, who is a fantastic artist uh, who we've uh, showcased on this uh, program before. And uh, as it happens, she's going to be appearing uh, on a uh, or in a new anthology, which we've uh, showcased on the Convention Collective. And a special guest has showed up, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. We've got ourselves promo art and everything. Shelley Bond's with us. Hello, Shelley. <laughs> How are, How you? are you? I'm fine. I haven't had my, haven't right. had my first cup of tea yet. I've got my tea, and I did have Thai food in the house. Well, so that's, I, not, I, uh, that's not good enough. It's it's a PG it's a PG tip or nothing. Fine. <laughs> I can't please you, can I? I can't you please can you. I can try, of course I can. Right then, um, just in case anybody uh, is not aware of who this incredible uh, young lady is, this is Shelley Bond. Um, young. You young? young, I did. You are, you're trying too hard already. <laughs> I'm. I try to be the gentleman I I was brought up to be by my mum. So well, I, I do try my best. That's especially apropos today because in the States, it's Mother's Day. Indeed, um, which is why a couple of guests dropped out because they said that if they didn't spend some attention on their mother today, um, they would no longer be married. Uh, so wow. they, that's why we, so we've, we're taking a slightly relaxed day today. But um, late last night, um, you were talking about uh, insider art on uh, your Twitter feed. And I went, would you like to come on and talk about that? Because we've mentioned, we've posted about it on the conventioncollective.com, uh, and it's such an exciting project. And I, I wanted to get you on and talk to talk to you about it. So I'm yeah, so I glad. I'm that. so glad. I'm so glad that you've uh, joined us. Uh, we won't keep you long because uh, it's. I know it's Mother's Day, and I know it's a very early Sunday for yourself. Uh, so oh, we'll we'll God. we'll let you we'll let you uh, crack on. First things first. If, for people who don't really know who you are, perhaps I, mean, I can't imagine anybody in this particular oh. audience that doesn't. Quick uh, rundown. Who are you, Shelley Bond? Well, apparently, I wasn't your first choice for a guest today. That's, that's not. That's not. Wait, wait. You, you, you know, for someone who 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 is going to be trying hard to uh, make me feel good and impress me, so far you're like oh for four. I was, I'm a last minute guest, and it. To be honest, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Um, I have been a comic book editor for thirty years. And that means that I probably started when I was three or four, maybe. 
but yes, I, I'm a, a comic book lifer and I am currently very into anthologies, as you've noticed, especially yeah. in one called Insider Art. Well, I mean, the reason why I'm excited about this for, is for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, I mean, we've obviously had the uh, Creators for Comics um, endeavor that went online the last couple of weeks, but that was for the retailers. This is for the support of creators. Um, number two, actually, actually, I have to, I, I have to interrupt. Yeah. This particular project supports female and non-binary comic book retailers. Indeed, However, that was going to be my. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. no, no. I, I wanted to stress that only because what's wonderful about it is that it's female and non-binary creators joining forces to take care of our own, as it were. Yeah, I mean, that, that was going to be my, my next point. Like I say, it's not just creators. It's also for um, a very specific um, subsection of creators, uh, which just is great to have them get uh, the spotlight shown on their work. And not only that, uh, the other reason why I'm really excited about it is because it's not just the anthology. It's across the board. There's all sorts of multimedia uh, involved in it as well. Uh, so it's just yeah. there's so many levels to this, which is just really exciting. Um, I mean, how long does this take? We've talked about um, crowdfunding and Kickstarters on the show for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and the one question I always try to ask is why now? Because it's a very difficult time for people financially to support things. Um, but it's obviously a really strong creative hot pot at this point. So why now, why is today, or why is now the time for insider art? Well, I, I think for all the obvious reasons, you know, we're, we're pretty much stuck in the same boat. Everybody is experiencing just, uh, you know, such a, such a strange, intense time right now during the pandemic. And, you know, while, while we can't really enjoy our normal days, I felt like it was really important to, to, to channel my own energy and anxiety and everyone else's and come together and do something uh, for the greater good. And what I love about this project is that, you know, if, if people don't have spare cash lying around, like most of us, um, there are so many ways they can help support. And that's why it's not just a digital anthology. But first and foremost, it is. Yeah. The digital anthology will be available in June on Gumroad and it will be pay as much as you want or pay as much as you can. And if that's five quid, that's fine. If that's 10p, that's okay too. <laughs> and what, what you will be getting is over 200 pages of comics and crafts and cats. And, and, if, and we just, we just want to like spread not only the joy and love of comics as an art form, but it's also a way to show people of all ages that in, t in times of terror, and let's face it, that's what we're living through, there's tons of hope and you just can't get bogged down in all the dread. You, you have to just you know, pick yourself up and keep moving forward and contributing to this amazing anthology and learning about art. I mean, in this, what's so great about this particular um, conceit with insider art is that it's very much about things you can do while you're stuck inside, which obviously 
in these times means pandemic, but in other times when you're homesick from school, when you are not allowed out of the house because you're grounded. So it's, it's a wonderful compendium of thoughts, ideas, and entertainment just meant to inspire. I mean, the lineup is just absolutely incredible. When we posted about um, the, uh, the the contributors uh, when we put the post up, um, I think it was about a week and a half ago. I mean, I've got the, the window in front of me. We, I mean, some the, the highlighting names, of course, uh, Kelly Sudakonic, uh, Tini Howard, uh, Magdal uh, Magdalene Visaggio, Vita Alia, uh, Gail Simone, and I mean, some amazing names right there. But I mean, I've got the uh, the, the list up on the screen of the at the moment of just I'm just looking around the the window and it's just like name after name after name it's just incredible lineup of uh, talent how long has it taken to kind of pull all this together to to get this where we are at the moment um, I started last night after you and I were texting <laughs> I know can you imagine I haven't even had one full cup of tea yet and this is what you've already gotten out of me. Um, to be honest, about six or seven weeks ago, when it was pretty certain that we were going to be under quarantine, I felt the same way about the world as I did back in 2016-17 um, with the state of uh, the American politics. And I just couldn't stand all the vitriol and negativity that I was seeing online. And I was seeing wonderful talents, artists, writers, friends just suffering, you know, just being so um, horrified and sad. And I, I saw pencils down everywhere. Um, oh. I'm freelance editing now. So there's a part of me that doesn't have to like, you know, go, go to the nine to five day job. So I had a little time on my hands, but I really felt like we need to step it up in comics. And I really wanted to do something with and for women and non-binary creators because let's face it, comics has been a male dominated industry and it's gotten better, it's gotten worse. And the time is now to just unite and bring all of these wonderful female and non-binary creators together. So my first point of contact was Jen King, who is a powerhouse retailer, a veritable force of nature. I hope she's listening. I'm sure she's blushing if she's listening. But <laughs> She doesn't owe me money. Everything I say about her is true. She's a wonderful person. And I thought she might be a good person to reach out to because I could see how hard it was going to be on all retailers, especially small retailers and most certainly female retailers. So I thought, let's just make this one specialized. And Jen was up for it. So she's our retailer liaison. She handles the fund and she also handles the auction on eBay. Have you been checking out some of those options? I have. I have. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been impressive to see just what has been available uh, on that uh, on the eBay uh, on the auctions. It's just been it's so impressive. But I think also the the thing that's kind of blown me away, like I say, is the multimedia aspect. When did that kind of kick in as well? Well, can you define multi multimedia? Well, I, I mean. Crafts. Is there? Is there? Is there? Crafts a TV is show? just. Is there a TV show about me that I don't know about? <laughs> there should be. Let's be oh, fair. Okay. Let's be no, fair. I, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but I mean, like the the cat fabric and the crafts element, which yes. I think is uh, fascinating. 
Well, thanks. Listen, that that kind of falls back into just some personal hobby areas. Um, I've been known to craft a few teddy bears in my day. Um, I, I love to sew. I've tried to make my own clothes, not always successful. But I think there's a part of comics uh, that people forget um, comes from using your hands and making things and tactile objects. Uh, I never, I've never been into the superhero side of comics. No offense if you are or if your listeners are. That's fine. That's for you. The two things I love about comics are music and comics. Obviously, that was background. But also, comics as an art form as a how-to because I think they're so educational in the best of ways. So this particular anthology, Insider Art, seemed like the perfect place to marry all of my favorite things about comics that comics can do. So yes, there will be tons of crafts and crazy things, cool things like sock puppets of like famous musicians and actors and actresses and how to make um, interesting bread and, and tea and all different recipes. What wow. makes it so cool is that there's a conceit to the house and that's really how, how I was able to pull something like this together in probably a little bit under two months. It's because I have seven other editors who are working with me. And in a nutshell, we've got one peculiar house. We've got eight rooms. We've got eight editors who each curate and edit one particular location in the house. So it's kitchen recipes, it's attic treasures, it's basement horror and D&D <sighs> games and all kinds of nightmares going on down there, run by two very young, very rogue assistant editors who are co-editing. So that's trouble, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that there's gonna be an abundant, abundance of are cats. And this is where I have to like be very straight with you, full disclosure, I am highly and I should say deathly allergic to cats. So the fact really? that I, even, I took one for the team because <laughs> I know that I know people love cats and I know cats are cute. And I love, in fact, I've got a cat behind me. I don't know if you could see this. It's just uh... it's it's a cat by Jade Perkins. Perkins, <laughs> apologies. And that cat has been following me around. So this is a good segue to the fabric jam. So in addition to the crafts and, and, the, and the things you can make at home that you'll find in the digital anthology, um, there will be lots of short comics. There will be prose and single illustration, but there's a fabric jam. And the fabric jam was my crafty idea to get as many female and non-binary artists to join us as possible because I, I, we would all reach out to the people we wanted to join us. But most people either had day jobs or they were busy homeschooling. So some people just really haven't felt up to it. Yeah. Being creative. So my strategy was just one cat. Can you draw me just one cat on a four by four piece of card? And can we put it in a fab on a fabric in a montage so we can actually sell the fabric on Spoonflower? That's and fantastic. All, thank you. The, every cat is different. We probably have about 30 right now. There is not one that is remotely like any other. And that's what I love about comics and about artists. They are bringing their own personal stamp and style to the project. And I'm assembling the jam this week. So 
fingers crossed, it will be available within the next week or two on Spoonflower, and all proceeds will go to the Insider Art Female and Non-Binary Comic Book Retailer Fund. That, that yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I was sold already, but yeah. I, I, I love the fact that it's just all this great creative energy. And like you say, I mean, I've been reading online around uh, of people really struggling to kind of get out of the funk of all yes. of the, the, the situation and, and i like the the, the the it can be this little thing this inspiring little thing that kind of comes together as part of of the creative uh, endeavor i think that's amazing um i also uh i spotted i mean we've we had it up on the screen i'll bring it up again which is rachel. our good friend rachel smith um now rachel i mean i think this was posted what um three four days ago two yeah two three days ago um, and so it's obviously something that is still um, in development. It's still being added to. It's still being um, uh, contributed to. Um, how close to you are you to, for, to like the final book being done, and how much do you want to continue to add to it? Oh well. Well. <laughs> that is a very loaded question. Um, okay. I start. I started out when I asked the other editors to take. A, a chapter of the book and make it their own. I said 25 to 30 pages. And I have to be honest, it is hard to stop at 30 pages. We've had so many people hit us up after seeing the announcement and, and ask us if they can contribute. So I'm going to eventually have to cap it. But right now, I still want to keep it a little bit open. I mean, I'm, I'm editing the garage because basically that's also one of the reasons why I put the book together. Um, I, love music as you know even though you and i disagree and you haven't made one comment about my very subtle hints listen i i like oasis i was more an inspiral carpets guy i was the i was the art school well, that kind doesn't of make any sense <laughs> noel was a roadie i would think you would like oasis even more because of that you know I, I I was in Spiral Carpets, Wonder Stuff, Jesus Jones, okay, and and what space. Kind of yeah, absolutely, because okay. uh, they I mean that had that uh, alignment with uh, Wonder Stuff and the uh, that kind of style at that point. Ah uh, yeah, i no no problem with cut. All right, as long as there's no problem with cut, because Will Potter is like the older brother that I never knew I wanted. Pesky. <laughs> But a doll, I tease. Uh, sorry, whenever I talk about music, I feel like I could shift gears for days. But <laughs> the garage, there's a garage band, of course. And of course. there's a brief history of garage rock by China Clugston Flores, which is astounding as ever. She's one of my favorite people in comics and an incredible cartoonist. So the answer to your question is right now, we've got over 200 pages, probably 240 might be more that's the beauty of digital we can make it as long as we'd like and hopefully we'll be able to make it a print book because i have brand designs about how i can make it a beautiful soft cover and of course a hard cover with a fabric spine and a spot gloss so who knows maybe we'll get a, a publishing partner who decides to donate lots of their money um, into printing our beautiful book, and then maybe we'll be able to make it available as a tangible object. 
Well, I mean, it's really obvious as well with the way that you've got everything set up so far with the uh, the, the website set up and all the social medias that this isn't wasn't just going to be a single project um, or a, a single effort. Um, this, I think you've definitely got an idea that this is going to be a, an ongoing rolling uh, project with uh, other chapters down the line. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes from Insider Art um, beyond this first volume. Uh, I mean, we've got a couple of comments coming in already. Uh, thank you very much indeed for everyone jumping in. Dan Berry, uh, put me down for a hardcover version. I think, yep, Dan, so I'm, I'm down with that. The, is that the infamous Dan Berry who contributed to Hey Amateur? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, that Dan, I think about I five. Say, <laughs> I want to say hi to that Dan Berry. That must be the Dan Berry who actually supported Hey Amateur. At, yeah. and, and I remember we, we chatted a bit online because I thought he was the other Dan Barry and he made it clear that he wasn't. But I wanted to give him a shout out and thank him for supporting my work. Well, there you go. Shelley, I love the Hey Amateur hardcover and the sketch from your hubby that came with it. So there you go. It was, it was Dan that uh, supported you. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, Did you say that Rachel Smith was going to be chatting with us today? I'm afraid not, no, uh, because she's just launched her 100th sketch, uh, the Quarantine oh Comics God. sketch, which yes. uh, that went up. It's a full color piece, which um, is very, very nice indeed. Yeah, very, very nice. Can I just say, can I just say Rachel's on fire right now? Isn't Rachel she just? is amazing. And I saw that piece this morning and I, I commented that I liked the fact that there were blue skies in the UK, which is so rare. And she said, yes, the weather has been quite nice, strangely enough. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, we're on a page at the moment, but this is, uh, if we can just uh, click on this, this is the piece that she's posted as the 100th uh, Quarantine Comics. We had um, Rachel on about two weeks ago uh, to talk about this project and it's just blown me away every single step of the way um as this ongoing webcomic it's just brilliant and yeah. there you go that's the, that's the 100th got launched about an hour ago um and i'll be getting my print for that i mean do i have them close to hand I, I actually, i've got three i've got three originals over there as well well i actually ordered the i think it was the last print the one that was the aerial shot looking down on her house yeah. and her garden I, I, that took my breath away. That's I, the one that's I, going to be the cover for the book when, because what she's thinking about doing yeah. is collating them and that's going to be the cover. Yeah, that's great. It's a beautiful piece. It is. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just so exciting to see uh, what uh, you're doing with the project. Um, like you say, uh, it's coming out later on. It's coming out on Gum, Gum Road. Uh, yeah, Gum Road. Good. Yeah, yeah. June. Um, yeah, yes. do, do you okay. have a... Do you have timetables for what's happening with the project? I do, actually. So the eBay auction is live. It's going on now. It's going to run through the end of June. And we're accepting donations at all times. And you do not have to be female or non-binary to donate. So we are, we're looking for items small to large because we really want this to be for every wallet, every bank account. Most of us have no money right now. So if all you can do is share uh, uh, with your social media followers, our eBay auction details, and it's um, it's Comic Book Shopping Network, Facebook. I'm sure you can put up all the links if you don't mind. Yeah. Up sure, absolutely. But there are things for $5 on there that are complete steals. And in fact, you're calling me on a great day. I need it to be up anyway. I usually like <laughs> to sleep in every day. But 
today I'm going to be excavating my garage and I'm going to be on the lookout for lots of old Vertigo merchandise and special editions of things that I was given over the years that I just don't need anymore. Things that need new homes, statues, bookends, limited edition covers, tons of stuff. So I'm putting my son to work. This is my homeschooling. I'm making my son not only shoot a short video of me excavating the garage, which, which is a pit, by the way. He's also told me he's going to do a, a soundtrack. He, he plays drums, guitar, and bass. And so I said, look, as you're homeschooling, you got to give me a little bit of a music bed. So it's interesting because it's not, you know, I don't want it to just to be about me. I also want, I want him to, to, to actually do a little bit of work as well. So I'll be doing that Keep, later, but yes. Keeping just, them occupied. Just, I know, right? It's crazy. But just, just for your, for your listeners and viewers. So right now, if you want to do something, please to just spread the word. We've got all of these eBay items up. We've got Gene Hobb, the nicest guy in comics, one of my favorite people on the planet. He donated this beautiful Wonder Woman cover, and that's up. The last time I checked, it was only $350, which is like nothing. So please check it out. He, he signed it. Gail Simone, who was the writer of that issue, is going to sign it. We've got other odds and ends. I've got limited fables prints that were just a special thing we did for uh, Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham to celebrate 150 issues of fables many years ago. So we've got things for every bank account. And we also have the Spoonflower fabric coming up in the next week or two. I'm shooting for Friday. So check, keep your eyes peeled on Spoonflower. But I'm doing a lot of assembly and design on this project in addition to editing. And I want to give a shout out also for my one of our amazing editors who is a costume designer and a colorist for Bitterroot. Her name is Sophie Dodgson. And if you're not familiar with her work, you have to check it out. She's an incredible designer. She not only did the logo, she did the website. So I have to give oh, her wow. a shout out. Okay. Or she's going to beat me up. <laughs> She's a, she's a tough Essex girl and I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm kind of scared of her. So I, I felt like I wanted to give her props, but she is a tremendous talent. And I want to just make sure that everybody knows to check out her work on Bitterroot and also just anything she does because she really is um, a, a wonderful contribution to comics in general. Finally, we've got the anthology going up on Gumroad. I am shooting for June 17th. It's my parents' anniversary. I thought that would be a really great idea since neither of them reads comics or does crafts <laughs> or likes cats. I'm allergic to cats. They're allergic to cats. Um, so yeah, seemed like a good target goal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's really cool uh, to see what uh, you've got coming up. I and mean, we've got let's see if we've got a bunch of uh, comments coming in. Dan uh, again commenting about um, your editing as part of Vertigo. And please, oh, if you wouldn't you. mind, uh, if you uh, could put some Vertigo stuff in in there, uh, he'd be very happy oh, indeed. You bet. You bet. I like I said, I'm going to spend the afternoon digging through the garage. I will make sure to wash my hands. I will make sure to get rid of the dust. And yeah, keep your eyes peeled on that eBay auction. In fact, there's something really cool up there now. There's um, an animated production cell, legit with all the paperwork. And it's uh, from the Batman animated series. It's a, a shot of Zatanna. And that was given to me by Paul Dini, 
as a thank you gift when I edited his work on um, a Zatanna one-shot called Everyday Magic many years ago. It was drawn by Rick Mays and Paul gave that to me as a gift and I felt like it needed a new home. So that is currently up at 200. I think, God, it's got to be worth three times that much. It's, it's, a, it's like a really good shot of Zatanna. So if anyone has always wanted an animation cell, this money that you're, that you're generously donating will go to a great cause. I'm trying to find the link uh, so I can bring it up on screen so I can uh, show people. But uh, I, I, what we'll do is we'll get the link and we'll post it into the comments and we'll let everyone know and point everyone in the right direction. But certainly, everyone, uh, if you want to go and check out more, so the, the website itself, uh, insiderart.net, but you're also all over um, social media as well. Where's the best place to get the uh, the best updates? Is it Facebook, Twitter? Um, I, Twitter is at Project Insider. That's a great place. Um, I'm running the Instagram account, which is at Insider Art Projects, and that's also our Facebook account. And yeah, we're everywhere. But I, I can tell you that the website, Sophie is running the website, so that we update that all the time. I want to give a big shout out, though, to my, my editors in crime. They've been terrific. So if you don't mind, I just kind of want to give everyone a shout out. We've got Chrissy Williams, who, as you all know, is tremendous talent, married to the great Kieran Gillen. So he came with a record collection that I'm sure <laughs> he could always sell if there's trouble. So I love Chrissy. She's been amazing to work with. We've got Nicole Boose, who is doing the bathroom uh, room. Chrissy, by the way, is doing the bedroom, but it's it's all fun and games. You'll love it. Um, Carrie Fransman is contributing with a, a tremendous piece. She's one of the great innovators of comics and crafts, as you might know. We have the two young rogue ingenue editors, Megan Brown, who worked with me quite a bit on the Black Crown books. She and her co-editor in crime, Elizabeth Bree, they'll be taking care of the basement. We have um, Chris Simon, who is doing a wonderful job in the kitchen. So many cool recipes and fun things to do. And, and also some stories about mindfulness and stories about things to do just to kind of calm your nerves in times of pandemic, which let's face it, we don't, we don't know from this. So there are not only fun crafts, crafty cat comic story type things in this book, but there are things that I think will be helpful and educational and, and enriching that you can glean from this book. Um, I'm forgetting the attic. The attic is run by one of my former assistants at Vertigo, Mariah Huner, who of course went on to become an associate editor and then a full editor. And she is doing a terrific job in the attic, dusting off the cobwebs, pulling out great <laughs> stories, a lot of them in black and white, which I thought was an incredibly cool idea. And so we just have so many talented people working on the book, contributing, donating their time and skills. And I just want to also give a big shout out to the tremendous talents from the UK. I reached out to Andy Oliver, who I'm sure you know. Yeah. He, prob he probably likes Oasis more than one. <laughs> but I guess we'll have to find that out some other time. But he actually, um, he's someone I followed for years and I trust his taste implicitly. And so I already had a good amount of names of some, some 
British people that I wanted to invite, including Lucy Sullivan, who we could talk for days about Lucy Sullivan. Another, another previous guest we've had on the show. Yeah. She, I, mean, she, I mean, you're talking about Rachel Starr on the rise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The two of them are just amazing. Um, Andy gave me a list of, of people, and I will tell you, uh, they, were, they are all knockouts, and there are just so many tremendous talents across the globe, particularly in England. So you'll just see a nice mix from, from all different parts. I've got favorite uh, talents from South Africa, Nana Venter, who did work for me at Black Crown and also on Hey Amateur. Her cat is just beyond belief adorable. Um, and what's great, as you noted when we first started talking, we've got the superstars, Gail Simone, who is an absolute doll, Kelly Sue DeConnick, always there when I need her, uh, Becky Cloonan, Jill Thompson, my first oh, wow. friend in comments, who is who has always uh, just supported me in everything I've done. But anthologies are great because you get to work with new people. So uh, as I'm freelancing comics, I'm reading more comics. I was able to reach out to Abby Jane, whose work I picked up at um, the Cala Arts Fest a few months ago. Her work was on Silver Sprocket, also uh, a site that I like to, to check out a lot because they have tremendous young talents. Abby's work blew my mind. So I just reach out to her and she's got a three page piece for me in the garage. So oh, I'm getting the chance, you know, it, people say anthologies, they're hard to sell, they're uneven. This is an easy sell. Pay what you want, give me a quarter and enjoy. It's, yeah. There you go. That I don't have to say anymore, really. You've just absolutely sold it. Although I do quite like as well that we do have Rachel Smith. While we don't have her joining us uh, on the actual Hangout, she is watching. And she would oh, just like so. to say, she'd just like to say, hang on, let me just move this. I'm watching now and I'm never going to stop blushing. So she's oh. very she's very happy that we're um, currently blowing smoke up her ass. Rachel, it's deserved, trust me. Um, it's just an amazing project. Um, let's just go through a couple last-minute comments. Uh, admittedly, there's one in here which I think you may want to just blank out, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Solicitor of Smeg, I've always felt editors, colorists, etc., are the unsung heroes of comics. We all love talking about ed artists and writers, and they're so important. They are important, but so are all levels of comic book creators. The fact that you are showing um, due props on your editors and the people that are helping you putting this book together absolutely uh, is recognized by that. Um, he also asked, so just to explain, Solicitor Smeg also does like to throw in some really hardball questions. Uh, you can not answer this if you don't want. Uh, Shelley, if you could slap anyone involved in Comicsgate, who would it be? Uh, pretty sure there isn't a wrong answer. <laughs> slap them all. <laughs> yeah, you know, all, yeah, all of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason why I, I, I would usually ignore and a, a kind of skirt around that topic uh, outright on this podcast, because I think if you just give them oxygen, it's just um, bad news across the board. But the fact that you mentioned pencil down, which pencils down, which which for me was just one of the most <sighs> detrimental ideas. And the fact that they embraced it is just, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, the best thing you can do in times of crisis is just, rather than draw yourself in, stick your head up and look around and bring people with you who you like and respect and do something to promote positivity and empowerment. That's, 
and that's yourself. it sucks for everyone it's not easy for everyone you know just kind of we got to just kind of move forward and get on with it it follows comics the forward imperative you know your the goal is to to hold someone's attention to keep turning the page and engage so that's what we're doing with insider art I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it to get released. Um, I mean, I was a supporter of uh, Femme Magnifique as well, uh, as you know. Um, you. you know, you know how to put a, a, an amazing book together, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Insider Art uh, certainly in my hands as well. Like Dan says, as a physical one, but certainly when we get it out as digital, I'll be uh, there banging on the door. Shelley, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much indeed. As well as Insider Art, where can people follow you online and what you're up to? Yes, that would be great. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find you online? Because I think, oh. I mean, you've got uh, your own yeah. Twitter as well. I am on Twitter at SXBond. I'm on Instagram at SXBondImprimatur. I'm on Facebook. Yeah, you can find me all over the place. I'm a shameless self-promoter. <laughs> um, kind of had no choice. When you're freelance, it's all up to you. It, it all comes down to you. So... I do my bit. I do my best. And yeah, just cheers, everybody. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for inviting me at the last minute. I'm honored. And it's been a blast. Shelley, a cheers to you. There you go. Cheers. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. And you. Take care. Ah, oh, yes. A legend. A true legend. Um, Shelley is, yeah. I mean, there's not a great deal else you can say. She just, um, I, you know her work and just amazing what she's done uh, with this project. Like she said, in such a short space of time, but to have that incredible uh, uh, talent pool just come together for this is just absolutely amazing. So there we go. Insiderart.net is the website, uh, but you can find them on uh, all sorts of social medias. Do check them out and uh, find out more, as, uh, as Shelley has said. Right. Now we can uh, kind of dive a little bit back into uh, the uh, stories we were talking about because we've done the UK stuff. Now it's time to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the US because um, a whole bunch of things, uh, let me just uh, remove that from there. Uh, yes, right. Um, a couple of um, things that came out of uh, this week. Uh, so we've done Star Furries, done uh, Showmasters, New York Comic Con. This is an event which people are still very, hopeful that it will go ahead um, at the back end of the year. At the end of the day, we are still unsure. We're 10 minutes away from finding out what the UK are going to be doing uh, with their lockdown procedures. So we'll uh, see how that goes uh, in 10 minutes. Uh, I'll try and get through as much of this as I can. If uh, you are in the UK, you want to uh, follow that um, announcement. But um, we have uh, Something that came through in a several people's inboxes, especially if you are a registered uh, Repop um, member uh, for uh, attending uh, the uh, the shows, uh, they did put out a poll uh, which uh, has very much caught people's attention considering what the poll was wanting to get attention and what they're wanting to find out about this poll, um, which is why I'm going to bring this up because... Um, I'm going to go through the poll uh, as somebody who uh, hasn't completed the poll yet, uh, has only read the uh, items. I'm just going to go through the poll uh, just so you can see the kind of things they're asking for. And 
where the their ideas are for when it comes to the um, the future of um, New York Comic Con. So this is the poll they put forward. I'm going to just uh, add it, uh, my own answers. Um, I may reveal a little bit more about myself. I'll try not, uh, not to uh, put too much on uh, personal information, but we'll go with this. What do you consider your fan of? Uh, comics, anime, literary, gaming, movies, TV, uh, cosplay, the usual suspects, but uh, I'll put comics because that is my uh, own uh, bits and pieces. What are you participating in in place of conventions and live events that have been postponed or cancelled? Well, there's social media and there's live streams and there's virtual events, but they also have video on demand. So uh, I, uh, previous panels that they're uh, showing up on screen, like we've been seeing from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, and also this weekend uh, from Wales Comic Con, uh, online meet and greets, Q and A's. Uh, where are you hearing about online content that you have participated in? Well, I mean, it's been everywhere, isn't it? So, I mean, I've been personally uh, finding it from uh, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. So there you go, that's mine. Uh, have you ever used a digital online service to pay for a panel or individual interaction with celebrity talent, which does kind of refer to uh, a recent, uh, the GalaxyCon uh, events, which are currently running through May, where you can pay for individual conversations with talent, which can be up to something like $55 for a three minute chat or a five minute chat with a talent, which is very, very, very awkward. Have I used one? No, I haven't, but you get the idea. Why have you not used celebrity digital uh, uh, services? I'm just meeting celebrity talent not online isn't not interesting to me. It's just not my bag. So there we go. But I didn't know there were services costs. Wasn't interested in the talent. When do you think you will feel comfortable attending conventions and live events? <sighs> the summer 2020, fall of 2020, winter 2020, not until 2021. Um, I'm going to put uh, winter because that's just me. But of course, you can put in your own. Uh, options as well. What are your biggest concerns when considering attending conventions and live events? Social distancing uh, is for me, but you've got traveling to venue and cleanliness of venue. It's not in the new reality. That's where we are. So I've put social distancing. Were you planning to attend a con or expo that has now been canceled? I think that's safe to say that yes. What is the one thing you are disappointed about not me getting to do? Meeting all of my con buddies. Oh, metting? Oh, my typing, honestly. And uh, we have ourselves, if you were going to attend a digital virtual event, what type of activities would you be interested in participating in? Well, this is also related to a convention that's happening right now. Uh, the uh, show that we did on Friday, uh, Thursday, sorry, the special event show that we did, where we talked to the organizer of um, virtual Co uh, virtual Pop Expo. Uh, it was great to speak to uh, um, that uh, that gentleman to talk about um, what they've got lined up for this weekend. And indeed, what I have seen online has been impressive, but I do want to talk to a number of the retailers to find out exactly if it's been a benefit, if they've sold anything. I'd like to talk to Tony from um, Hero Within. I'd like to talk to a number of the artists that were there. I'd like to find out exactly what the interaction has been like and whether they've sold anything. At the end of the day, that's what's been missing from this year's convention circuit, the ability to sell product to um, a client, front, up front and personal. 
If I was going to uh, attend one, I would personally like to see online panels. I would like to connect with industry professionals and ex exclusive access and content. And yeah, online marketplace. So there we go. Please rank what content uh, you would be most interested in seeing a digital event. Well, they do like to ask, don't they? So we'll go for uh, comics. Oops. Movies. Come on, you. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Movies. TV. Tabletop games. Um, content creators. I'm going to stick that at the top there somewhere. Yeah, I think we'll go with that. And let's see, uh, how interested would you be in Repop offering the following throughout the year? Online marketplace with exclusive timed merchandise, online panels, connect with industry professionals, exclusive access content. Uh, extremely interested, etc. cetera. Uh, very interested, somewhat interested, very, not very interested, not at all interested. So for myself, it would be interested. There we go. Would you subscribe to a service that allows you access to exclusive content, merch deals, first access to ticket event? You know what? You get the general gist, and I will fill out the rest of this uh, uh, as we go. But it is just more a case of getting information, and it speaks volumes that um, the what they're trying to do with this particular um, uh, questionnaire is to find out about the openness of attendees to do New York Comic Con as a virtual event. I think they're keeping their options well and truly open. And I think you may be seeing um, possibly some announcement. Uh, we'll see what happens with the data that they collate. I think that's where they're looking. They have to keep their options open. I totally understand. Karen Session, um, I didn't get anything from Repop. Do check out your um, uh, inbox um, if possible. However, Karen, if you want to DM me, I can send you the link. Um, but um, I'm not sure how it um, attaches to your email address or whatever. Um, let's have a look at this. Andrew Dickinson was uh, looking at the app for uh, Virtual Pop Expo. Uh, looked at the merch section of the app, not sold on it myself. I I don't know, actually. Um, I quite liked, if you go to uh, Gigi Edgley's uh, page on the app, um, it's very well organized, and it looks fantastic. I think like any other um, organizer and vendor, if you spend time organizing your table to make it look as appealing as possible, then you're going to get more interaction with uh, fans. So. That was uh, interesting. But that was a, a survey that did come from Repop. Uh, Michael P., I did not receive anything from them either. It may be something that they're rolling out. But um, let me see. I think I got that in my inbox. Let me just check when that arrived. That arrived yesterday. So it's it, they could be just rolling them out. The, uh, don't worry. It may be on the way. Uh, let's have a look at this. Um, Michael P., aren't we expecting Wave 2 in the fall? This is something that I know that uh, Michael has been paying very close attention to. So uh, who knows? But we'll see how that goes. Um, this uh, Karen session, it may be a random sample. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, so we'll see. If you do get it in, 
uh, check it out and um, let's see if we can get as much information to Repop as possible. If they are wanting to do something virtual, um, I think it's interesting that uh, San Diego Comic-Con have approached the organizers of Virtual Pop Expo to um, possibly put something together. The setup for Virtual Pop Expo has been, for me, the strongest and best platform so far. Um, I think there's been way too many different approaches to doing virtual cons. So it's. I think it'd be interesting to see the a best way to get the connection between the audience and the retailers. I think that's uh, where we're at with that. So let's get into uh, the big news or the big uh, comments that came through uh, this week, which is, of course, San Diego Comic-Con, a whole bunch of things. First things first, uh, we had ourselves uh, an email going out uh, to those people that had signed up for Early Bird Hotels from OnPeak. OnPeak got a uh, an announcement out. Uh, this was something that they, uh, uh, they talked about when they... Uh, when Comic-Con International announced the cancellation of uh, this year's event, OnPeak have now finally gotten back to a bunch of people. Uh, Carol's uh, Harrington Bynes says, no, you can't hear that app. Okay, fine, uh, I'll, I'll work something out with that. Anyway, um, acting on behalf of San Diego Comic Convention as the official hotel provider for Comic-Con International 2020, following the recent announcement regarding the cancellation of the show, we have canceled the hotel reservations you've made with OnPeak. No action is required from you. Any funds collected by OnPeak to secure hotel rooms have been refunded with the original um, refund payment method. Please note some credit card companies may take up to 15 business days to post a refund on your account. If you still plan to uh, travel to San Diego of the original dates of the meeting, that's me doing a side look to camera Yeah, You will need to contact your hotel directly to rebook a room. Hotel rates will vary as the uh, uh, Comic-Con 2020 rate is no longer valid. No, uh, thank you, Ompeak. It said it in the announcement that they were going to be uh, no needing of uh, communication from uh, attendees to Ompeak or to San Diego Comic-Con, Comic-Con International. They're doing it themselves and just diving straight in, and that's exactly what they've done. So there you go. Um, that announcement uh, went out, uh, I believe, last night. Uh, so uh, we're going to, uh, that's certainly for those people that were planning and had started making those efforts to plan to go to Comic-Con. However, there was some news that uh, dropped kind of this morning. Uh, Dan Berry, who we discussed earlier, um, was very eagle-eyed and spotted something on the uh, uh, Comic-Con International uh, official web page, which was regarding uh, returning N to attendees. Um, it's a piece of text which was uh, added to the website due to the option of allowing Comic-Con 2020 badge holders to transfer their badges to 2021. There will be no returning registration for 2021. In other words, it's a straight roll-on from 2019, skipping the year to 2021. However, obviously, people will get the option to refund their badges, but they are not expecting many, considering that they say, depending on the number of refund requests received, there may be reduced inventory for the sale of fall of 2020. Now, saying that, while they are fully expecting people to be extremely excited to get back to some kind of normality and to go to San Diego Comic-Con, I think they're going to have to accept that you're also going to see a fair number of people that will want to refund their badges for now. Because quite frankly, like you say, we don't know when this is all going to 
kind of ease up. We don't know when our leaders and uh, our prime ministers and presidents will get things in some kind of order uh, with um, social distancing, with uh, pandemic control, and whether we'll actually see uh, the international guests and international attendees uh, wanting to make the journey, even across country, to get onto a plane, um, I think is going to be asking a lot. So I think while uh, we can understand that there's going to be a fair number of people that will want to just get back to normal and transfer things over to 2021. Current session, so there may not be an open registration either. Interesting. There will, I mean, it's saying there, depending on the number of refund requests, uh, re there may be reduced inventory for the sale in the fall of 2020. So it's going to be coming at the end of this year. The badge sale is going to happen. It's going to happen before Christmas. However, I think it's just going to have to recognize that uh, there may be less tickets available uh, purely because of uh, people not necessarily wanting to attend. Also, that may kind of uh, slightly hint at the fact that they may want to reduce the attendee level at San Diego Comic-Con. Scale it down, scale it back. Who knows? Uh, I've got the choice of right now watching Prime Minister Live on TV or carrying on uh, uh, Leonard switches off TV. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I want to watch what Boris has to say as well, so we'll uh, dive very quickly on um, da, 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 da. Oh my, really? I also expect the trader hall to be a one-way system like ASDA, but even then people can't understand, no entry signs. Stu you can't fix stupidity. It, unfortunately, stupid is just stupid, and it's just there. I mean, we had a comment from Solicitor of Smeg earlier. Did anyone see the video of the woman claiming she's safe from coronavirus because she doesn't drink corona beer? And follow-up question, can we start social distancing from stupidity next? Without comment, I'll just leave that there. Um, Sarita P, if they do scale back to San Diego Comic-Con, how will panels be done? Somebody actually talked about social distancing in panel rooms. How? How would you even possibly do that? It's impossible. You can't, you can't, I don't know what people are thinking sometimes. <clears throat> anyway, okay, so that's where we were with um, with that. However, of course, the other big news uh, that came out of uh, this particular um, show, uh, this particular week, was something that got announced um, on Saturday. Uh, and this, this looks interesting because we've been talking about uh, the way that uh, conventions could uh, approach what they're going to do in future. Um, well, it looks like San Diego Comic-Con I've got an idea of what they want to do as well. Yeah, Comic-Con at home is the next thing that they've got lined up. Um, now, we've had WonderCon at home, which effectively was a web page to the various um, retailers with links to their sites, which wasn't exactly fantastic. And then you also had um, various panels, which are available on the uh, Comic-Con International YouTube page right now. Um, Michael P. is saying, uh, we, I have faith we have an effective vaccine by spring 
2021. Uh, current session, I don't think there'll be any social distancing next year. And um, yeah, it's just it's just really awkward what's going on. Uh, but uh, the whole idea of a uh, an online virtual Comic Con, like I say, in our conversation uh, with the organizer of Virtual Pop Expo, uh, which you can check out uh, on the, the the website on their website right now. Um, and it's up and running. It uh, starts it started an hour ago. So you've got panels on there as well. You've got um, virtual um, halls, uh, virtual vendors. Um, so having that as a window into a virtual con, they were approached or have been approached by CCI. Uh, CCI are looking at various options. Uh, so it's where we're at with the evolution of San Diego Comic Con. But um, all of this is down to what we can expect going forward. But for this year, for 2020, um, a virtual con, Comic-Con at Home, um, is going to be the title of it. And um, you can find out more about that uh, on the, uh, the website if I just uh, uh, pull up the, uh, the, the official uh, CCI website. Um, we have ourselves uh, this uh, it's on the front page. It's right there. You've got that video you just watched and it is this um, Yeah, this interesting uh, Comic -Con, oh, you've also got Comic-Con Museum at home as well. So they're putting uh, bits and pieces together um, Including fun books. Uh, you've got panels video content all of that uh, coming up uh, but uh, yeah an, an actual dedicated San Diego Comic-Con uh, page uh, is going to be Interesting is <laughs> going to be what they're getting up to comic-con at home How they're going to do it. I mean, I, I posted something on my social media along the lines of if they Do it. They've got to do something special. It's San Diego comic-con for God's sake You don't just rock up half-assed you don't just throw up a web page and throw some YouTube links out there You've got to do something special Andrew Dickinson will it be better than comic-con TV on Amazon uh, that was um, uh, Comic-con on demand and yeah, that was awkward <laughs> I think it was more a case of uh, The tone they went for which let them down and also just the, the way that they wanted to try and get people to pay for it Um 3-2p well the con exclusives for ECC and WonderCon went well. Yes, and they've been they put some really great um, items up there as well at the moment You can see those on the comic-con website um, Yeah, uh, there, I mean there's stuff out there which you can uh, see but it's now a case of what you can do as a virtual convention um, It's just gonna be very very awkward. It's gonna be awkward um, it, Into the blue mister even with the strictest social dis distancing in panel room where there are only two people allowed You can guarantee that someone as tall as Leonard would still be sat in front of me Yes, and I'll probably be wearing a big hat as well. Uh, okay, you can stop laughing. You like that one? Okay, thanks, thanks, Caroline. So yeah, there we go. It's yeah, it's an interesting idea. It's whether they're going, how they're going to follow it through, and that is something that we're going to talk about on uh, the special show that we're going to be doing, uh, of course, uh, next Sunday. Uh, we would love you to come and join us uh, as we have ourselves. Um, just some great guests coming up in the in the rest of this month, but next Sunday we do have Rob Salkowitz, Aaron Nabus from Hall H uh, Show Podcast, and Alyssa Franks from the Friends of Comic Con Forum to talk about what the evolution 
of San Diego Comic-Con can be, what we can expect possibly from Comic-Con at home, and what we can possibly expect from next year, from 2021. Will we be seeing a reduced Comic-Con? Will we be seeing a, com a Comic-Con which will be more for the West Coast, as people will find it difficult to get on a plane, to have the strength and the, not the courage, courage, but just the the fortitude, the, the follow-through to just do what they need to do to get on the plane. Andrew Dickinson, uh, this is actually following on from a comment I saw online yesterday where the Marvel Studios would be part of Comic-Con on Home. We could see the major studios. I mean, what we've seen with virtual cons so far are creators just putting together these panels. We could actually see presentation packages from studios. We could be seeing something pretty special like I say, and if anything, anyone's going to do it, it's San Diego Comic-Con. I think CCI will be asking studios, studios to release all the new trailers as branded as Comic-Con or even release films as part of the package. That's going to be slightly awkward, but certainly I think we're going to see more official stuff coming from the studio. And studios, sorry. So there we go. Right, um, but that's going to be happening next Sunday. Wednesday, this Wednesday coming, yes, uh, that is still all lined up. We are going to be talking to Bill Sienkiewicz. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, I'm a little intimidated, but it's Bill Sienkiewicz, and it's just going to be so much fun. Um, and then we have ourselves, Donny Cates and Megan Hutchinson joining us on Wednesday, the 20th of May. Sunday, 24th, David Irwin from Heavy Metal. Uh, Wednesday, 27th of May, Russ Burlingame and Robin Jones on the 31st of May. That has been our show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed to Shelley Bond for making a uh, very impromptu uh, <laughs> guest appearance to talk about insider art. Do check out uh, that particular effort because it really does look like a really exciting um, uh, project for fe uh, female and non-binary creators to come together and put this um, uh, anthology together insiderart.net do check it out and donate of course their uh, ebay uh, challenges as well uh, to their ebay options as well thank you very much indeed we've run a little bit further over but that's all well and good because we had a lot to fit in next week's going to be an interesting one our two guests of course wednesday with bill sinkevich but next weekend is going to be one which i'm really interested in for myself we have continually over the last month reached out to San Diego Comic-Con, to Comic-Con International, for someone to come and join us, for David Glanzer to join us, from anyone in the uh, CCI organization to come along and talk to us about what they've got in mind. And they haven't. They haven't gotten back to us. They haven't responded to any of my emails. I'm going to try again, and hopefully by next Sunday, you never know. But until then, we will be having Rob, Sal Rob Salkowitz, Aaron Navis, uh, and Alyssa Franks joining us on next week's show. While that Bill Sienkiewicz interview is something I'm really excited about, the CCI special, SDCC special, is the one I'm really interested in. So let's see how it goes. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us. Uh, if you are celebrating Mother's Day, hopefully you've uh, messaged your mum. If you haven't, do that now, because uh, we all need as mums, especially at these trying times. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just do uh, your best to keep in contact with them. Stay safe, uh, look after yourself, and hopefully we'll see you next week, Wednesday, 10 o'clock, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT, for an hour with Bill Sienkiewicz. 
look at the grin on my face. I can't wait. Take care. Enjoy yourself uh, in, the, in this difficult time as best you possibly can. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll see you on the other side. From me to you, take care. Thank you.